welcome back to another episode of Husky Talk. Give it up for our host today, Anna and Mandy. This week we are going to be talking about the John Bear Grease race. We will be talking with Monica Hendrickson from the Public Relations with the John Bear Grease. Please give it up for Monica Hendrickson. Hello, Monica, and welcome to Husky Talk. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good. First off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I am. My name is Monica Hendrickson, and I do all of the marketing and sponsorships and public relations for the Bear Grease Marathon. And I've been involved for six years. And so I get to do all sorts of fun things with the race. I get to work with a lot of photographers and videographers and share stories with people across the globe on what's going on with the Bear Grease. Can you tell the listeners a little background of the John Bear Grease race? Yeah, so the John Bear Grease Blood Dog Marathon, we are a 300-mile race that runs from Duluth, Minnesota, all the way up to Grand Portage, Minnesota, which is just shy of the Canadian border. And this is actually our 36th year of running the marathon. And the race is named after John Bear Grease, who is an Anishinaabe from the Grand Portage area, and he carried mail from Grand Portage down to Two Harbors with his sled dogs. And so sometimes it would take them up to three weeks to deliver the mail one way. And so we do the race in honor of John Bearsley and trying to honor the traditions and the culture of the North Shore and the traditions and culture of the Native Americans. Is any mail taken on the trail? Yes, we actually, we have a trail mail program. So people are able to purchase a special envelope through the Bear Grease. And a lot of times the pen pals are able to exchange mail or grandparents will send their grandkids a little letter. And so all of our mushers are actually sworn in as mail carriers for the race. We do that at our opening ceremonies. And so they do the oath with the postmaster general and then they all get their mail in their mail bag and that's packed on their sleds and they carry it all the way up the trail and then basically all the kids or grandparents or pen pals whoever they get to say that their mail was carried by dog sleds so that's a really important part of our tradition and it's a really fun way for people to send something special we have a lot of people who send thank you notes and Valentine's Day messages to different people, and it's a really fun tradition that we have, and the mushers love it. That's cool. When is the race held? So the race is always held on the last Sunday in January. So this year, we will start at the Duluth, um, we'll start at Billy's Restaurant, and it's January 26th at 11 o'clock. And the really cool thing about the Bear Grease is a couple hours before the race starts, we let all of the public can come and meet the dogs and meet the mushers and they can walk around and ask questions and kind of see what the teams are all about and the, the dogs are going crazy because they know that a race is coming and they're so excited to be running because they've been training for this race for all year and so we love the start at, at Billy's and so the race goes all the way to Wednesday. So Wednesday, really early in the morning, the last musher will come in 
um, up at Grand Portage, and then we'll have a, what we call closing ceremonies. So we have a little breakfast, and we give away the musher awards, and all the mushers kind of tell their favorite little tale that happened on the trail. How many mushers are signed up this year? Oh, we have a lot of mushers. Right now, we have 17 mushers that are running in the marathon, and we probably have about another, we're expecting another um, about 40 other mushers running the Bear Grease 120 and then the Bear Grease 40 race. And so all those races happen on the same day. But kind of the coolest race that we love to talk about happens on January 18th, and it's our Cub Run. And we're probably going to have about 25 mushers under the age of 14 that are able to run a couple miles on a sled and be part of, of mushing, and they get to try it out. So we have 25 Cub Runners this year. So that's really fun for fun way to kick off the week. What do you do during the race? So during the race, I do a lot of um, what we call troubleshooting. <laughs> and so it's, it's lots of questions. We have lots of volunteers. We have lots of sponsors and people just trying to figure out where they have to go. And um, so we, we all work together. We have a really big leadership team with our board of directors. And we have volunteer coordinators and our race coordinator and our trail boss. And so we all work together just to make sure that the race is safe. And then we also make sure that everyone is going to have a lot of fun. And so once the, the race starts, then I work with all of the media. So I do a lot of interviews like this with radio stations and TV stations and newspapers. Um, I work with all of our photo journalists so that we're able to share photos and video on social media. So we update our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. Um, I get to spend a lot of time talking to the mushers and finding out how they're doing on the trail and spending a lot of time answering a lot of questions. So I do a lot of different things, but probably my favorite part is watching the dogs that when they come into checkpoints and when they come to the finish, a lot of them still want to keep running because they just, they love to run and they're trained to run long distances and it's fun to kind of see them and, and be part of that race in that way. Can you talk to us about the checkpoints, like how many there are and how far apart they are? Sure. We have about we have seven checkpoints. And so basically a checkpoint is a stop in between um, where the mushers have to take a break. And so they we have, um, there's, it's about 40 to 43 miles is the average distance between the checkpoints. Um, some of them are 35 miles, some are 50 miles, but the average is about 42 miles. And so what happens at those checkpoints is we have our veterinarian team goes around and checks the health of all the dogs to make sure that they're still healthy to run. Um, some of them might just need a little rubbing on a, a muscle if they have a sore muscle, or some of them maybe need to take a longer break um, and then we're also checking on the health and safety of our mushers. So, so that checkpoint's really important to make sure that the musher and the dogs are safe. And so every musher has to stop at every one of these checkpoints. And um, some of the checkpoints, we have what's called an unassisted checkpoint up at Sawbill. And that's where the musher has to come in and they have to de-booty their doggies all by themselves. They have to take them out of the harnesses. They have to feed them all by themselves. 
and then the dogs take a nice long couple hour nap and then they get up and the musher has to rebooty them and reharness them. So that's basically how they qualify. That's one of the qualifiers for them to get into the Iditarod. Um, and it's a great it's a great checkpoint to really um, for the mushers just to really kind of bond with their team. The website says that the checkpoints are accessible to the public. Do people from the public typically come out to the checkpoints to see the race? Yes, the checkpoints are a great place to watch the race. We have a lot of people that live in the area that actually even go out on the trail. So they'll go by ski or snowshoe or hike, or some of them will take their snowmobiles and go out and watch the race out in the woods. And so the checkpoints are great because you're able to kind of see people coming in and you're able to see all the activity and, and what happens with all the dog teams when they're um, becoming unharnessed and then taking their breaks. So we love it when people come into the checkpoints and kind of cheer the teams on and the dogs love the attention and the mushers love to be able to talk to their race fans. Talk to us about the volunteers for the race. How many do you have and what types of jobs do they have? Yeah, we have a lot of volunteers. We have some volunteers who actually volunteer year-round, and those are our board of directors and a couple of our leadership volunteers um, with some of the marketing and PR things that we do for, like, photography and social media. Um, we have anywhere between 300 to 400 volunteers every year, and each, each part of the race has a group of volunteers. So our start we have what's called our starting line volunteers, or if we have uh, opening ceremonies banquet, has a whole different group of volunteers. And everyone has specific jobs that they do. So we have people that help specifically with the dog teams, and that's where they're hanging on to the game line and they're getting the dogs to come up to the race start. Um, and then we have people who do road crossings, um, it's really important. It's one of the most important volunteer roles that we have is our road crossing guards because the, the dogs come out of the woods before the musher is out of the woods. There's about 60 feet from the end of a dog's nose back to where the musher is. And so the musher can't see if there's cars on the road. And so we have groups of volunteers that will stop any cars and safely help the dog teams to cross the road. And so there's all sorts of different positions. And if anyone is interested in becoming a volunteer, they just go to our website and they're able to sign up. And we have positions that are in the middle of the night and we have positions that are early morning and in the afternoons. There's all sorts of different things to do. And, and we have some things that happen inside. We have people that will help check our volunteers in or take tickets for our banquets and opening ceremonies. So. There's all sorts of things to do on the Bear Grease Trail. This race is a qualifier for the Iditarod. Do you have a lot of mushers that use this race as a qualifier? Yeah, we usually have two to three mushers every year that use it as a qualifier. And it's really important for, um, we get asked this question a lot actually, it's important for mushers to be able to do some of these shorter races and 300 miles is not short by any stretch of the means, but to be able to kind of practice and see if they can do these, the long thousand mile races, because a lot of times with the Iditarod, 
There's no road access. There's no people on the trail. So we need to make sure that a musher and their team are going to be safe if they do these really long races like the Iditarod. So we have our veterinarian team, our race officials, and our judges. They all work together and, and make sure that that musher knows what they're doing and, and understands all the aspects of keeping their team safe. And then um, they then qualify for the Iditarod if that's truly what they want to do. Um, a lot of times we have people that have to scratch our race, um, meaning that they, they just can't finish it because you know, the weather might have been too hard on them personally, or maybe their team just wasn't running to the standard that they felt that they were being safe. Um, or maybe, you know, they may have had a team that a lot of times dog teams can get sick and they get an illness, just like in a classroom or at your house, if your brother and sister get sick, more than likely you're going to get sick. Um, so sometimes that ends up happening. So there's a lot of things that the mushers are are trained to do and, and safety is their number one priority. And so that's why we act as a qualifier for the Iditarod. Can you talk to us about some of the famous mushers that have done the race? Yes, yeah, so we've had, we, well, I like to consider every musher as famous because I think it's a pretty amazing that anyone can run 300 miles with a team of dogs for days. So we've had great mushers, um, Jamie Nelson and D.D. John Rowe and Susan Butcher and um, Doug and Greg Springley have, they've won multiple races. Most recently, um, Nathan Schroeder, he's won many, many years, um, and Ryan Reddington out of Alaska. So we have, we have a lot of mushers that have very um, long-standing family roots within the sport of mushing and so it's fun, and I think the other the other great thing about the sport of mushing is it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, if everyone is kind of an equal playing field. So it's fun that there's been years where women have won it. Um, this year we have some pretty incredible women that are going to be running the race, and it's going to be a really interesting year. I think it's it there's probably about six or eight people that could really win this race. So it'll be fun to watch all the tracking and the GPS that happens um, on our website so everyone can see kind of where the mushers are and and how many hours they have to hit the finish line. With the race coming up soon, what are some preparations being done to be ready? Yeah, we have lots of stuff going on right now. Everything from working on advertising and marketing and trying to let people know when the start is and when our events are and what they can do to volunteer to be part of the race. We're updating our website. Our website's really important. Um, it's the one thing that keeps everyone informed on what's happening. Um, we have our race crew is actually out on the trail and they have to mark the trail all 300 miles about every two miles they have to put a sign down that points the mushers in the right direction and to remind snowmobilers that there will be dogs on the trail um, the last weekend of the month and so we have that going on we have a lot of volunteer trainings that are happening a lot of fundraising events um, we're doing we're doing a lot of media interviews like we're doing today with the radio um, interviews and just all sorts of different preparations and of course safety and security concerns as far as making sure that we have safety vests 
and enough equipment at the checkpoints and making sure we have firewood and the, the special straw that's used for the dogs so that they're able to sleep in the afternoon or evenings whenever they're at their checkpoint. So there's quite a bit of stuff going on right now. Um, we work we work year-round on the race, um, but really just that three or four weeks before the race is when it gets really crazy and there's lots of stuff going on and a lot of energy. How can people follow the race? The best way to follow the race is to go on our website, which is bearbreeze.com. And that will have, we're updating it with maps. It'll be interactive maps and a tracker system where you can actually see every musher who's running and where they're at. So if Blake or Jen Frecking is close to the Sawbill checkpoint, we'll be able to see their name and how fast they're running and estimated time that they'll that they've been on the trail. So that's the best way to keep, keep informed on the race. The other is going to our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Um, a lot of race updates are happening at that as well. The next part of our show we call lightning round. We have five questions for you to answer as quick as you can. Ready? Oh, all right. Favorite, favorite movie? Oh my gosh, it's a little... Favorite book? I actually don't like to read. I have to read a lot for work. So I actually prefer reading blogs and newspapers online. Favorite musher? Oh my gosh, you guys are trying to get me in trouble. I shouldn't have a favorite musher, but I do I do love watching Blake and Jen fretting. Um, they're really calm, cool, and collected, and their dogs are they have beautiful Siberian husky teams. Um, they're very calm and collected, but they're fierce competitors, and they have a, a rivalry because they're husband and wife. Um, I also really enjoy watching Frank Moe, who he is on our board of directors, and he just has a really strong passion for the sport, and he's a good advocate for the Bear Grease. So I'd have to say those are probably my top three. Favorite checkpoint? Oh, Two Harbors. The Two Harbors checkpoint is my favorite. Um, it's the one place, it's the very first checkpoint after they leave the start, and every team has to go through that checkpoint. So our Bear Grease 40 race finishes there. Our Bear Grease 120 teams and our Bear Grease marathon teams all have to come through there, and so it's a really active, fun checkpoint. And the dogs are kind of getting into their rhythm, and it's a really interactive checkpoint, probably my favorite. Favorite song? <laughs> Well, I do. I love rock and roll because it keeps me motivated for my long nights and early mornings. Um, so I, I would have to say, oh my goodness, maybe like I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. We are asking all of our guests this question. Who are three people you feel would be great guests on our show? Three people that would be great guests? Yes. Oh, I think you should. I think you should interview a junior musher like Julia Croft. I think also having. I think having one of the mayors, maybe the mayor of Duluth, on would be really fun. And then I think having Bailey Warfield from WDIO would be really fun. 
she's she's a news reporter and she's followed the race for a couple years and she has some really interesting perspectives on the race. Thank you, Monica, for being on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So make sure you tune in to the John Berger's race starting January 26, 2020. Special thanks to our guest, Monica Hendrickson, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us with ratings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the Iditarod Trail song, and now enjoy a clip from Monica's favorite song. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett.